the Mile High Podcast Reviews. What's up, everybody? This is the Mile High Podcast Reviews. I'm your host tonight. I am Dave. James and Nancy are on their way to Tennessee uh, for a few days, and we hope they have a safe and a fun trip while they're out there. I know James is going to be working on some content for the Mahai Podcast and for a production company that uh, we're working on, so we look forward to uh, see what he brings back with him. So the Mahai Podcast Reviews, uh, the name pretty much says it all. If you don't understand what the show is going to be about, uh, you're probably smoking way too much weed. Uh, it's a good opportunity for us to keep connected with a growing audience that we're building here, at least in Denver. Uh, you know, our dreams and aspirations are go outside of the 303 and 720. I know uh, our buddy Sean lives out in the Midwest, but uh, really this is a way for us to keep in contact, keep some content rolling, and also a way for us to talk about stuff that we're listening to, stuff that we're watching on TV, maybe books that we're reading, and definitely movies. Uh, we are getting into the holiday movie season, and there's a lot of really good shit coming out. Um, Star Wars, that's probably the thing that I'm looking forward to most during the holiday season is uh, Star Wars. That movie absolutely is incredible. I know we've talked about it in the last couple episodes. Um, and... Uh, that trailer looks amazing. It absolutely looks amazing. And uh, besides that, we have uh, Disney Plus dropping this week. So there's going to be a lot of shit. I know I'll be watching The Mandalorian. Um, there's just so much content that's dropping this week that uh, this is a good way for us to get out to, and talk about what we're watching and if we like it, why we like it or not. Um, but uh, I wanted to start off with this movie that I have been looking forward to for years and years since I've read this book by. Stephen King, and it's called Dr. Sleep. It's a sequel to The Shining, uh, and it follows Danny Torrance, who's the little red rum kid from The Shining, and it follows him into his adulthood, and you uh, really get to see what how badly he gets fucked up by the events that happen in The Shining in the Overlook Hotel, which uh, is set here in Colorado. It's a little factoid. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. But uh, Dr. Sleep is an amazing book. The Shining is great, but I definitely loved Dr. Sleep as a book even more than The Shining. Um, when it comes to the movies, though, you're going up against a Stanley Kubrick classic, one of the best horror movies of all time. And it took a lot of balls to make a direct sequel to The Shining. And Mike Flanagan, the director of Dr. Sleep, took that challenge on, and he fucking knocked it out of the park. This movie is really, really good. Uh, what's interesting is that uh, Stanley Kubrick, there's a, a pretty well-known um, story out there that Stephen King doesn't like, the Stanley Kubrick version of The Shining. Um, Stanley Kubrick took a lot of artistic license with the story, changed a lot of shit, and Stephen King ultimately wasn't happy with it. Well... The interesting thing that uh, Mike Flanagan was able to do, or the awesome thing that Mike Flanagan was able to do, was combine the Stanley Kubrick Shining classic and then the Doctor Sleep novel by Stephen King, and he bridged those two worlds together. Uh, 
it was a really marvelous way for him to be able to do that. And he essentially made two separate movies. He made The Shining 2, and then he made Doctor Sleep. So uh, the movie starts off right after the events of the Overlook Hotel when uh, Jack Nicholson follows Danny around in that hedge. Um, you know, Jack Nicholson dies of frostbite, but his ghost becomes part of the hotel. And what happens? His mom, Danny and his mom, they escape in a snowcat left over by Dick O'Halloran or Dick Halloran. Um, just so you know, there's going to be a fuck ton of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie or if you haven't read the book, at least, um, this might not be the episode for you. Uh, go and watch this fucking movie, though. Watch The Shining first, and then go back and watch Doctor Sleep. Really excellent movie. Anyway, so it starts off, Danny's having massive nightmares, because the ghosts from The Shining are actually following him. And it's not until he meets up with Dick Halloran, who was actually murdered in The Shining, uh, it's not until he meets up with the Stephen King version of the Force Ghost. It's like a Shining Ghost, I guess. Um, Dick Halloran says, you know, this is how you escape these demons, um, you know, lock them in this box. And so Danny spent his life getting, finding all these demons that are coming after him and locking them away in his mind, but it's taking a huge toll on him. And, uh, he results to alcoholism, alcoholism, uh, just like his dad did. His dad was a mean drunk. Um, and so was Danny then. Dan even mentions, like, that's the only way that I can connect with my father is because I'm a mean drunk, just like my dad was. Um, so he finally hits rock bottom when he has a one-night stand with a single mom, and he's robbing her, um, stealing money right out of her purse, even though there's a, a baby, a hungry baby, like, right in front of him, and his mom is passed out, throwing up on her mattress. And, uh, that was rock bottom for him, and he decided that he needed to get his life straight so he moved up to Connecticut and met a friend that helped him get a job and helped him get clean. And what that did was it helped sharpen The Shining. Uh, the alcohol had been keeping The Shining down. When Danny has the, the Shining come back, he's able to make contact with a little girl who shines as well. And her name's Abra, and she's played by an amazing actress named Kylie Carmen. Um, I would, I think that's her last name, but I'm not 100% sure, just because my notes are handwritten and they, my handwriting's for shit. Um, but this character of Abro is an absolutely amazing character. Um, and when The Shining connects both Danny and Abra, it sets off this, uh, this wave of energy that it's absorbed by these, like, wicked vampires. Uh, I, I, I call them vampires because I don't have really a better term for them. But uh, there's a group of people that have been around for a long, long time, and they feed off of The Shining. And so they go around the country looking for kids that shine, and they brutally murder these kids because pain and fear helps uh, purify The Shining, and they feed off of this. And it, when Danny and Abra connect, it sends off this... Uh, uh, like I said, energy field to these vampires, and they're like, this little girl has a shit ton of power, and she's going to feed us for a really long time, so we need to find her at all costs. Um, and so they start stalking her, and Danny has to go to her 
uh, her defense and help her out. Um, and eventually the story takes all the way back to Colorado and back to the Overlook Hotel. And Danny has to face his demons, like literally has to face his demons in order to fight these uh, kind of energy shining vampires. Uh, led by this really amazing character called Rose the Hat. She's like the leader of this little gang of uh, immortal vampires. I guess they're not really immortal because they are definitely not immortal in this book movie. Uh, but Rose the Hat is played by Rebecca Ferguson. Um, has a real ominous Irish accent. Uh, she's in control. She's definitely a powerful figure in this. A very cunning uh, just a really good bad guy, really good uh, antagonist for a movie. You know, when you're in the, the actual Shining itself, there's really not the bad bad guy. You know, Jack Torrance, he slowly slips into madness. But, you know, other than the Overlook Hotel being the main antagonist in that movie, um, Dr. Sleep has Rose the Hat, and she's an actual villain that uh, Danny has to protect Abra from. So, uh, you know, the, the whole scenes when it, they go back to the Overlook is just, one, it's so full of nostalgia. Um, seeing the carpet, the, the little girls, the uh, butler who uh, killed his daughters, um, the music. The music in this movie is absolutely incredible. And it changes when you go from the Stanley Kubrickian kind of world where um, at once at the beginning where Danny is uh, riding his tricycle, the uh, that scene is recreated just so incredibly well. And then you have this deep, dark, ominous music um, that when you're in The Shining, it's just like boom, boom, like really ominous, dark music. And then when you are in present day or away from that look, uh, it is... A much different feel like a little bit lighter in the music um, still very tense but um, the the composers um, really did a good job of bringing in the Kubrick sound and the composers are by the Newton brothers which is I don't know why I forgot that the Newton brothers my sister is a Newton now uh, they did a really great job of setting the tone with their music and then on top of that, you have the director of photography who changed his style depending on where they were. They had some very Kubrickian scenes like overhead shots and then the close-up shots of the carpet, the crazy um, pattern carpet uh, that uh, I think was most recently seen in Toy Story 4 of all movies. Yeah, weird. Uh, but when you get out of the um, Kubrick kind of style it completely shifts to just like a normal kind of uh, uh, horror movie kind of feel horror movie kind of look and the way that they were able to blend those two was just a really amazing thing um, you know definitely something better than I could ever make but I'm also not a director so there you go so um, what more can I say about Dr. Sleep I would 100% recommend you seeing this movie it was so great um, the actress who played Danny's mom, um, they did a really good job. Like Mike Flanagan did a great job of casting a new Jack Torrance that looks a lot like Jack Nicholson. Um, Danny's mom looks a lot like Sally Duvall. 
Um, Dick Halloran looks a lot like Dick Halloran. Uh, they even have the mannerisms calling him Doc. You know, that was such a, uh, a big part of The Shining, where his mom called him Danny Doc as part of, uh, or as his uh, nickname. And Danny talking to Tony, who is his, who he thought was an imaginary friend, but was actually one of these shining ghosts that uh, he always talked to. And he actually, he uh, summons Tony again in this movie. Uh, the Overlook Hotel was great. Uh, when they brought back the the hedge maze, I mean, it looked like it was pulled right out of The Shining. And they put Rose the Hat in there and had her walking around. I mean, just a great movie. Everything around it from the look of it, the feel of it, the acting was great. Um, Abra was such an amazing character. She was never once a girl in distress. Um, she was kicking ass from the moment you see her. I would say my only negative on this movie is there is a really brutal murder when these uh, these shining vampires have to murder this little kid in order to uh, receive his shining, which they call steam. And... I thought, like, oh, well, they're going to kill him, and you'll maybe hear it or something, or they'll pan away. No, you're pretty much with them as they kill this kid, and it's a pretty gruesome scene, hard to watch. Um, but uh, it doesn't detract from the movie. It's just something you have to kind of prepare yourself for, and you may not want to watch that scene. It's pretty hard, especially... For me, I have a kid who's turned 12 this week, and the kid was in the movie is pretty much the same age. So um, that's probably my only negative. Um, everything else about this movie was great. I, I can't wait to see it again because um, I know just by reading stuff like on IMDb and on the internet that Mike Flanagan is trying to layer his movies like Kubrick did. Um, and so it's definitely worth a second pass to try to see some of these different layers down there. So, uh, yeah, Dr. Sleep, fucking awesome. Um, let's see what we got going on. Um, I know uh, James is working on that Disney podcast. I'm bringing back uh, Learn Me Science. Uh, what else are we doing in the off-season? Uh, we are going to have a, uh, a really cool holiday party where uh, me, James, our families get together with DW and his family, and uh, we're going to record our party. Uh we the reason this podcast even exists is because of these fun parties that we used to have in the weed circles that in the conversations we had in those weed circles. So uh, I thought it'd be fun to have like a holiday episode. Um, we're working on content for season two. We're getting the studio made up. Uh, James is remodeling that. So uh, yeah, this is a cool first episode. Uh, I next week is Disney Plus. So expect a really a lot of, uh, of these episodes. They might be like a five-minute recap of The Mandalorian or uh, whatnot. James is probably in heaven being able to go back and watch all those uh, Disney cartoons that we watched as a kid, like Tailspin and Darkwing Duck and all that cool shit. So uh, that's it. Mahai Podcast Reviews, Episode 1 in the books. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll see you later. Good night.